You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. It's also a new week on Locked On Fantasy Football, and we're tracking all the major storylines in training camp. We uh, did some injury breakdown fallouts there for you last week, looking at Michael Thomas not being around for the Saints. Then the other one that was pretty big, Cam Akers going down for the Rams. We also looked at the impact of Aaron Rodgers returning for sure here for the 21 season for the Packers. Now we're going to focus on the big training camp story. This is that one that actually happened in camp. Thomas and Akers happened before camp. Carson Wentz injures his foot. Here we go again. Another injury issue with Carson Wentz with his new team. There were some expectations for him in this offense, reuniting with Frank Reich in Indianapolis after the trade from the Eagles to the Colts. So we will dedicate today's show not just looking at uh, the Colts quarterback situation with uh, Carson Wentz on the shelf for an indeterminate amount of time. They say it's not season ending, but there's also a feeling that it'll be significant. You'll need to miss multiple weeks, maybe even up to half the season here in 2021. So we'll break that down for you. The fallout in Indianapolis, what that means, how you should uh, respond accordingly to how you target uh, Wentz and the Colts offensive skill players because of this development. I do have to tell you about Peacock and Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Like this show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe, like with Locked On Fantasy Football, wherever you get your podcasts. And between LOFF and Peacock and Williamson, you're going to be all over what's going on in training camp and the preseason here in the NFL. So, yeah, let's uh, take a deep dive into this Carson Wentz situation. Very disappointing overall. That Carson Wentz, there were some expectations he would be, quote, whispered here by Frank Reich. He's had his best career success, undoubtedly, with Frank Reich watching over him. So there was a lot of uh, good vibes there early, but now those are kind of squashed here. Now, Carson Wentz, he was already looking at a QB2 ranking here, more in the mid-range QB2. There was just too many guys that you liked ahead of him with less question marks. You didn't have to worry about them rebounding. So Carson Wentz, there was a big question would he make it work here is he going to be more of a caretaker in the transition from philadelphia and indianapolis right now he's ranked 20th according to fantasy pros expert consensus ranking at quarterback so that's pretty low he's uh, behind now Tua Tagovailoa and ryan fitzpatrick so he might have been a few notches up i think he was in more in the mid qb twos but now he's uh, buried there down with daniel jones he's Interestingly, still ahead of Jones, Ben Roethlisberger, Derek Carr. So some of that is the rushing upside that Carson Wentz provides, but I would expect uh, Wentz might uh, tumble even further once we have a little bit of clarity on how much time exactly he's going to miss. If he's going to miss a good chunk, maybe half the season here with this injury, then we definitely have to pivot off of him here. Now, the Colts' current depth chart without 
Carson Wentz. Uh, you have Jacob Eason. They did sign Brett Hundley, and they also have Sam Ellinger around. So Eason, uh, draft pick from last year, Ellinger from Texas. You know him and his uh, pretty prolific career there as a dual threat for the Longhorns. And Brett Hundley, pretty much known as uh, a former Aaron Rodgers top backup potential protege there. They moved on to the Seahawks, bounced around quite a bit here. So Brett Hundley is kind of the insurance option for now. So Eason, Hundley, and Ellinger... If you're the Colts and you're a playoff team from last year and have aspirations to win the AFC South, you really cannot sit on that quarterback situation. You can't feel really good about it. Eason hardly played, really saw any meaningful reps there with Phillip Rivers in town last year. So, again, this is a bind. They were counting on Carson Wentz to solve the quarterback situation here pretty well here with Frank Reich. So where does Frank Reich look? I think easily you look at uh, Nick Foles. That's got to be the target here, right? I mean, the Bears, they're not going to save a lot of money by moving him, but they should be motivated. Just move him. You don't need him. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields are there. Nick Foles has been the Carson Wentz super sub before. He did it as needed for Frank Reich when they made the Super Bowl run in Philadelphia there. So he's been a super sub for Wentz. It makes sense to bring him into the Indianapolis situation. Now, if the Bears want to hang on to him, they're not totally sold on Justin Fields starting or sold on Dalton hanging in and being a good bridge quarterback, and then Foles might stay in Chicago. I don't see any reason to do that, but the Colts might uh, be desperate enough to make that move. So connecting the dots, that's the easiest. Everyone's made that uh, feeling well-known here that Nick Foles would be not a bad way to go for Carson Wentz. Relief here. I'm really surprised that maybe the Colts weren't a little bit more aggressive in trying to get Nick Foles. I think part of it is the contract, so... If the Bears can eat some of the money, then I think you'll look at uh, the Colts more interested in Nick Foles. Now, where else could they go? I think an obvious one they could look at is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to be in San Francisco here for the future beyond uh, this year. He's a bridge quarterback, but right now Trey Lance uh, getting a lot of reps there in camp as well. So I think Cam Newton could be a possibility, but I don't think the Patriots are going to move him. I think I would move on and back Jones from the Patriots, but again, I don't see the Colts making that type of move inside the conference. So Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Foles really stand out as where the Colts could go. Nick Foles, again, the Frank Reich familiarity is there. Jimmy Garoppolo, Midwestern guy, uh, grew up outside of Chicago. Opportunity to start and have uh, a hold on the job should uh, Wentz be out indefinitely. A little different spin there than Lance coming for his job here that Garoppolo would settle for a pretty high-end backup spot here. Again, the biggest issue with Garoppolo is just the money. So I think Foles makes sense all around as the best potential rebound option here for the Colts. I mean, I don't see them calling Phillip Rivers or Andrew Luck out of retirement. Or do they go caretaker route and hope that they can get it done with one of these guys, Eason, Hundley, or Ellinger? So a lot of things to watch, uh, including... How long exactly is Carson Wentz going to be out? Is his recovery expedited to the fact that he could be ready for the start of the regular season? That could change things as well with the way the Colts approach it. But right now, I didn't expect big things from the Colts passing game regardless. And Wentz was going to be more of a backup with some upside there in certain streaming situations and good matchups. Well, Carson Wentz individually was not someone we were looking at at fantasy football. Now... In our next segment, we will look at how uh, the receivers are impacted by this uh, move here. Carson Wentz not being in there. And 
Again, there was already some concern about that with wind, so we'll break that down for you in our next segment. But I do have to tell you about Built Bar once again, the best tasting protein bar out there. Built Bar has so many delicious flavors, and you can choose the ones you want to consume, and you can't lose. Every Built Bar is amazing. Just take a look at their core flavors here. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. Now, I've mentioned before how much I love the chocolate ones because, look, I'm a chocoholic. Double Chocolate, German Chocolate, sign me up. I also like the Salted Caramel, the Mint Brownie flavor. So a lot of good stuff there you can choose. And again, it's all win, 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 win with Built Bar. And every Built Bar you get is going to be covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. That makes every single one of them delicious. If you want to try all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two each of nine flavors. Or you can just get the flavor you like. It doesn't matter. You can customize the way you want at Built Bar. Not only Built Bar flavors are the best tasting, they're also healthy for you as well. 17, 18 grams of protein in every bar. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four to 5 grams sugar and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs with each Built Bar. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's great knowing that. You're supporting them as they continue their Olympic journey this week. Go to Built.com use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code for 15% off at Built.com. That's LOCKED15. We'll be right back here to uh, continue breaking down the fantasy football fallout of Carson Wentz's foot injury for the Colts. All right, so let's uh, continue our look at uh, where we're looking at these players for the Colts. Now that uh, you have no Carson Wentz for a while, we'll get some clarity on that hopefully soon. So what you're looking at is there wasn't a lot of upside really for the Colts receivers going into this season it just wasn't a lot in terms of uh, where you're looking so you look at Jonathan Taylor obviously and Naeem Hines those are going to be the biggest two Colts assets here overall but Michael Pittman right now he's ranked 121 expert consensus ranking so around the 11th round pick there he's the highest receiver wide receiver 49 so really not a lot of investment and definitely with uh, Wentz being there, that uh, makes you have less appeal for this Colts passing game here. Uh, so you have T.Y. Hilton is uh, down at 137. So really, Pittman and Hilton, that's a guessing game. When two receivers on the same team are ranked together as the top option, you know, there's a little bit of ambiguity in where things will go. Carson Wentz way down there. Paris Campbell, coincidentally, was going a little later than Carson Wentz, and uh, just not a lot of buzz around him. Zach Pascal has really fallen off here as someone that we're going to trust with that trio with Campbell returning here. So Jack Doyle, not on the radar. So Doyle down in the 270s, as well as Pascal in the rankings. So not a lot to see there. And then with Carson Wentz out, we have less and less appeal. Do we really want to be out of the Michael Pittman business? That's a question I want to ask because you look at Pittman in the slot. He's a big target. He can make things happen. He's a good all-around receiver. I was very bullish on Pittman with Wentz being a nice sleeper as a wide receiver three, but certainly we have to see if things warm up with Eason. The good thing about Pittman is they were both rookies in the same year from last year's class, so maybe there's a little bit of practice chemistry, but also Pittman was hurt for a good chunk of last year. So it's uh, not the best development for these receivers. T.Y. Hilton needs someone to be able to stretch the field. Carson Wentz, one of his strengths was getting the ball downfield playing off play action in the running game so that hurts Hilton's value 
there. I mean, I would still say Pittman is the guy because he's more of the short to intermediate, he kind of the tight end-like player. Jack Doyle's going to focus more on blocking this year. So maybe they'll adjust and uh, use less 11 personnel that they weren't going to use with Wentz and get into the 12 with uh, Doyle and Mo Ali Cox in there. But certainly not a lot to like with this uh, Colts receiving core there. I think the one thing that does boost here is Jonathan Taylor because of his usage in the passing game and Naeem Hines. So you're going to have a lot of dump-offs and control there. So half-point PPR, I think Jonathan Taylor is already a solid elite, uh, maybe a top-tier RB1 here. So keep that in mind. And look at Naeem Hines. Again, he's an RB46. So flex play. You figure a lot of shorter passes now and less downfield action to Hilton. So in the passing game... Taylor and Hines are going to have their role here quite a bit. And, again, we just have to downgrade this whole offense in terms of scoring potential, so that's something to look at for sure. They're not going to go around and throw the ball around the park. They were a 56% passing team last year. That is actually one of the lower percentages in the league in the bottom 10 there. So the Colts are a run team. That's where their strength is. You look at Quentin Nelson, the offensive line. They had Eric Fisher up front as well on the left side. So good left side here. Ryan Kelly, pretty darn good center. Underrated right side of Mark Lewinsky and Braden Smith. So run blocking is their strength here. Nelson is a beast. Taylor is great between the tackles. So again, Taylor and Hines should also extend the work more in the passing game. This might hurt Marlon Mack because they don't want to keep him on the field because he's not as versatile to catch passes and help out those guys right now. Now, if Nick Foles comes in there that uh, kind of jump starts things and you look, all of a sudden, Foles can throw downfield and can wake up Hilton a little bit, and uh, Hilton might actually be the preferred target there over Pittman, should it be Foles over Wentz here, to something to watch out for in the Colts offense. But yeah, right now, you uh, proceed with caution, not invest too much in the Indianapolis passing game. and So, the important thing to know is we weren't going to invest too much there anyway, but it takes you off Pittman and Hilton a lot more and Campbell off the radar completely here in the Colts passing game. So, again, if you're looking at maybe Jack Doyle having a bigger role, they've already said he's going to block a little bit more. Noah Nick Sirianni went on to the Eagles. We know Shane Steichen didn't really get Hunter Henry going as much there. So it's a... Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting transition here as we connect for the Colts. And again, any passing upside they had and playing off that it was going to be calculated, bootlegs, play action. So a lot of limitations in this passing game here without Wentz's athleticism on top of everything else here. And again, Taylor and Hines are the big beneficiaries here for the Colts. We'll get into what you can expect and if you should adjust anything with their running game in our final segment here. But I do have to remind you once again about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is a sport in full swing here after the All Star break, getting ready for the postseason. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Don't forget, we do have NFL preseason starting with the Hall of Fame game. So you can get on the action this week. The Cowboys take on the Steelers there in Canton on Thursday. So we also know there's a lot of NFL future and prop bets you can check out at Bet Online. Get all the latest news on and information for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NFL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online or your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams continue their run to the postseason. Just get started in the preseason. 
for the NFL. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Again, that promo code is locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. We'll be right back here to wrap up our look at the fantasy football reaction to Carson Wentz's injury in Indianapolis. All right, so we hinted that they're going to lean a lot on Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. The Colts are with Carson Wentz on the shelf. Not very good development for the receivers if you had some enthusiasm about them, especially Michael Pittman. But should you curb your enthusiasm there about Jonathan Taylor? No, I don't think you should because Phillip Rivers wasn't exactly perfect last year. Again, this is a run-heavy team. When you look at it, you run nearly 45% of the time. That is a run-heavy team in today's modern NFL. Now, it's not uh, Tennessee or New England or Baltimore where they're heavy like that, but I think that's what the Colts ideally would like to do. They have a lot of confidence in their defense. Quiddy Pay joining DeForest Buckner. They have Darius Leonard. They're happy about some of the younger players they have and veterans in the mix here in their defense. So running game defense-oriented team. You're going to see a lot of care taken from the quarterback. That means a lot of handing off to Taylor. Now, what would hurt Taylor is that the Colts just wouldn't be as many positions to score, you wouldn't think. So Wentz could keep the offense moving, help the receivers, and then put Taylor in position to score a little bit more. So that's where Taylor's going to be hurt. But this offensive line, still dangerous enough with Pittman and Hilton, have the depth there with Pascal and Campbell. We have to at least respect the passing game. Teams might uh, dare these young quarterbacks to throw. That's why I think it's important to really consider having Nick Foles in the mix. Then uh, things can return to the status quo for the supporting players. But, again, Jonathan Taylor, what may limit him a little bit with scoring opportunities? He's going to get more opportunities to carry the ball and catch the ball, as well as Hines here to help uh, whatever that quarterback situation is. So a very caretakery situation was developing anyway with uh, Frank Reich and the Colts. And, uh, that's you see that even more if they have to go to Eason, who now looks like the lead to get the job in house. So, yeah, very frustrating for Indianapolis. Didn't even see get to see him really do much in training camp before he got hurt. He's got the long injury history. So we'll wrap and looking at Carson Wentz. Should he invest in him at all? Is he a guy that could have some good fantasy football value at some point this season? That is a big question mark here. I mean, I think you're looking at some decent value. But overall, I mean, it's brutal here to think about where Carson Wentz was in an MVP candidate just four years ago, and it's uh, tough here. So the biggest thing with Carson Wentz and his diagnosis, does he need surgery here? Can he just rest here? That's what we're going to look at for week one. So there's a chance he could go week one. There's a chance he could be out until week seven or eight or somewhere in that Period, he could even be put on the physically unable to perform list, which would keep him out for at least six games to beginning of the season. So it's rest versus surgery. That's a lot of debate that goes on for a lot of players in the NFL. Surgery requires recovery and therefore out for a longer period of time. Well, rest just would mean stays out of action for a month. So again, limit your expectations. Carson Wentz still could have some value here in fantasy football in 2021. I think they're not panicking yet. If they would make a big move like acquiring Foles, then you know it's not looking good for Wentz and the diagnosis and his decision here in 2021. So, then Carson Wentz, 
One of those guys that's so frustrating in fantasy football. He has so much upside uh, that you think he should tap into. He's a great athlete, can score that way, put up some rushing numbers there to boost his uh, passing numbers. Even last year when he was bad, really bad, in reality for the Eagles, he put up some fantasy football numbers before had to cede the job to Jalen Hurts and uh, kind of punched his ticket out, out of town along with Doug Peterson. So Carson Wentz, I wouldn't totally shy away from him. I think... If he drops a little bit and everyone's like scared to touch him there in your drafts, I mean, he's not a bad QB2 stash here. You could do a lot worse. Again, it's a still a very good offense overall. Again, it'll be more leaning towards the run, but I think Wentz can do more things as a rebound season. Now, I'm not super excited to go after him, but I think it could be very much like Baker Mayfield with the Browns, how they kind of fixed him with the running game and set it up with play action bootlegs and all that kind of stuff. Wentz is in primo position to do that, so... Again, he was a nice sleeper here as a QB2 right now. Be wary, don't overdraft him, but also don't let him slip there because he's got more appeal than some of the other guys down there with uh, some of his scoring from last season. So there you have it. There's a breakdown. Everything you need to know what that Carson Wentz injury means, how long he could be out, what does this mean for the other players in the passing and running game. like to be comprehensive of this. you got to consider all angles with this for fantasy football and the uh, when certainly uh, makes you think twice about how you approach the Colts' uh, offensive skill players and if you really want to invest here in Wentz at all in 2021. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football. We're still tracking all the latest developments there in a training camp. We'll be all over it there. If more notable things happen, we do have a game to maybe have some takeaways from this week with the Cowboys and Steelers. So, Get it warmed up here. We're going to take you eventually to all the teams, get you ready again with a rankings update and a mock draft. So a lot to come here in this month of August. Action-packed, locked-on fantasy football will be there. You'll be in position to dominate your draft here. There, Once uh, we get into the third week of April, or August, we'll have you ready to go. We've been doing this since April, so we're getting you the advanced scouting you need to know here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. So we really appreciate you listening. We're going to be no-nonsense to the point with our fantasy football analysis here. We know you don't have a lot of time. We're glad that you spend it with us here to improve your fantasy football game, whether you're in redraft, dynasty, or looking to play DFS here in 2021. I also have to tell you, uh, we will talk about gambling a little bit on the show. Uh, we do that to look at the over-unders and the spreads to uh, determine uh, where we can find some fantasy football value. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast. Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. For this edition of Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. See you tomorrow as we look at the latest in training camp you need to know for fantasy football.